Hello, I'm Al. And I'm Sai. I wait to see you the Cue the music. <laughs> Hi everybody and welcome to Al's Top 5 Fords and in this episode you can guarantee there'll be nothing after the 1980s, there'll be nothing over a 2 litre and they'll all be garbage. <laughs> over to you Al. <laughs> Thanks for that side. Just before we start, yeah. why is there a forensic tent behind you? That's a secret, I, I, if I told you I'd have to kill you. There's things in there you don't want to know about. Is that where you grow your marijuana? No, I grow human ears and human organs. Yeah. I saw on the black market. I just could afford a house like this. No way. So those ears that you've grown, have you sellotaped them onto your head? Because they don't look real. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've got an actual one. One's actually attached to me. I don't know it's growing now. No way. And, and what, what's growing where you've got boobs? I'm what's just, growing there? Just fat. <laughs> <laughs> My first choice is the Escort Mark II RS1800. This was in the 70s, this was the rally car to beat, except you couldn't beat it. So, from like the mid 70s, up until 1980, you had Valdegard, and Nicola, and Brooks, and you couldn't beat them. It was just the greatest rally car of that time. And look cool as well. It was four, de- you know, four escorts, all done up in rally gear, looked fantastic, big stripe down the side. RSA team was on the end, just a great, cool car, and it was the best. So that's got to be one of the top five Fords. Second choice, I had to pick a Ford Capri, but I picked the very last one they built, the Ford Capri 280 Brooklyn's, it's no one else in his hands. It's 2.8 V6 engine, last built in 1986. Okay, that was the last Capri that came out. There was 1,038 built. No way. Now, do you know why it was that number? One th- how many? Give me the number again. 38. There's no significance to it. I'll give you a clue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> why was it that number? Well, there's no significance at all. Well, there, is, there is a reason why, but it's not like it was a special date or something. Go on in. Well, the new deal is going to be the last Capris, and there was 1,038 body shells left. So they thought, okay, we'll use them all. And that's why there's only that number. So basically, they just had that many cars left. Yeah, they had that many shells left. So you could say that about any car? Well, no. They could have, they could have been 38 off and had 1,000. But that's, that's just, they just they, you sell more, you make more money. Uh, well, I thought it was quite unique anyway. That's amazing, mate. <laughs> well, I thought it was. I, I, you know, at ten thirty-eight, it needs to be a, a date, or it needs to be like I don't know, a time, or or, or something significant. Not oh, there's a whole one thousand and thirty-eight shells left. Let's make a thousand and thirty-eight cars. It impressed me. It really impressed me. That's amazing, me. I, I think what's more significant is why why it says a very significant name of the Bentley. The Brooklyn's. Yeah. It's only really the, the Capri 280, but it's known as the Brooklyn's because every one of them is in Brooklyn's green. 
See, that would really do my head in if I owned a Bentley. But, all right, officially it's the Capri 280, but people right. call it the Brooklyn's because you probably get it in Brooklyn's green. But that wasn't the official name of it. But that's people who can't afford the Bentley going, I've got a Brooklyn's. Because no. as soon as you say, I've got a Brooklyn's, you think, oh my God, he's got a Bentley. No, they don't, they don't say, I've got a Brooklyn's. They say, I've got a Capri 280 Brooklyn's. It's not known as a Brooklyn's by itself. It's known as a Capri 280 but Brooklyn's. Capri owners and... Well, I've always wanted one. Anyway. Uh, in 2016, one sold for £54,000. Yeah, you're not, you're not, not laughing now, are you, mate? Not laughing now. Um, and it was, it was nearly brand new. There's only 936 miles on the clock. So it was, it was really like showroom standard, but still £54,000. Not bad, is it? Not bad at all, mate. And again, extremely rare. How many of them do you see? How many caprice do you see? Never mind, they're too easy. Yeah. Third one is a purely personal choice. It's a Ford Mondeo. <laughs> but the Ford Mondeo Mark III, because that's the last great car I ever I owned. I mean, I've had three asterisks since then, they're, they're good. Can we put an asterisk next to great? Great according to Alex. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the criteria. That, it was the last great car that I had, great in my estimation anyway. We figured the cars I've had, it was a, the Monteo comparison was a great car. That was like a real Brooklyn's for you. It was, and it was Brooklyn's green. It was metallic, it was, it was metallic green. Was it really? Funnily enough, yeah, it was. So did you call that a Ford Mondeo Mark III Brooklyn's? No, mate, I didn't. Just called it a Ford Mondeo. <laughs> <laughs> I called it my Mondeo. Did it have a name? No, I just called it Mondi. Mondi. The Mondi. The Mondi? Yeah, going in the Mondi. What, what do you think you're on? Like, do you think you're in the flying squad? Get in the Mondi. <laughs> <laughs> it's what, no, what Scouts are doing. We, we just be abbreviated things and put Y on the end, don't we? So, instead of Nobhead, I should just call you Nobby. Don't you call me that anyway? <laughs> I've definitely heard you call me that. So, can you get back to the car? Well, yeah, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about your really interesting fact that, that you know about Mondeo and what Mondeo means and what it signifies. It means world. It means world car. Say it again. So people can hear you loud and clear. It, it means world. It means world car. Mondeo. What a great name. Because Le, Le Monde is the world in French. It's kind of like a sort of Esperantoish word. This means world in different languages. So, so it's a car for everyone. No, not a car for everyone, but just a, a car you can sell in every, every territory. But it, it was very special to me because it was a gorgeous car anyway. Lovely big car, gorgeous colour. And it was, it was a gear, so it was very, very high spec. Not the highest spec, I didn't have leather seats. But it's still like six CD change, yeah? Six gears. Oh, nice. Well, that was unusual back then, okay. You know, six gears. Uh, lovely wood inside. Real wood? Well, no, not real wood. But look, <laughs> you know. Don't be stupid, not real wood. <laughs> oh, you know, look like it wasn't plastic. Oh, it was nice. Plastic. It was a plastic that looked like wood. I think so. It looked like wood. And it was just lovely and classy inside. Really nice. Just dead big, massive boots. Those backlights were lovely as well. But the Mondeo as a whole, Mark II, Mark I, Mark II, Mark III, whatever, is great because. It's one of my top five thoughts because it replaced the bloody Sierra, which I hated. 
Yeah. It's just so good glad to, to see uh, here's the modern day. It's a million times better. So that's one of the top five thoughts for that. Couple of questions. If you had the chance again, would you own one again? Yes. Without hesitation. Yeah. Yeah, even the new ones. Or would you go back and buy the Mark II, Mark III again? I think the new one's okay, but okay. The Nevada are very, very good. But that Mark III is the best car I ever had. Like I say, it's the only car I've had where when it's over, back to the garage, I was crying. Say goodbye to me. That's <laughs> to let it go. Next one is one that we, you and me were talking about that we should have in, and neither of us wanted it. Then I thought, no, I'm going to pick it. It should be there. It's the four chances of that. You've got to put down a top five four, then it? Really, if you yeah. think about it. Before that, you had Bedfords and Commas and you had mini vans. Yeah, you had vans, most minor vans. Yeah. Transit was the first van that really took a van to a new level into such a thing. And they had the performance of a car, which is why, an interesting fact, in 1972, the Transit was known as Britain's most wanted van. Not most wanted as in people wanted to buy it, but most wanted by the police. Because yeah. it used, get this fact is incredible, it was used in 95% of bank raids. It's crazy. So <laughs> virtually every bank raid to get to a van was a transit. And that's yeah. because it was the first van to have the performance of the car. She had all that space, but it could really speed off. It, should, and it shouldn't make it cool, but it does make it quite cool, really. It just, just doesn't, sorry. It just doesn't. But there's loads of, loads of interesting facts about the, the transit van, isn't it? Like, um, I remember hearing something, I think it might have been on the old Top Gear, and it said that there's over a thousand variations of wheelbase, short wheelbase, long wheelbase, the interior, at the back, if there's seats in it or not. And it's it just, it is so versatile, and there are so many variations and so many different options that there's more options on a transit van than there are on any car that you can buy for engine size. Low loaders, flatbeds, long wheelbase, short wheelbase, panel van, yeah, camper van, transit van. It's just, it's just absolutely. And then you throw into the mix all the different engine sizes. It is just so versatile. And also, like the back was measured in size of wood, so it was like so many two b ones. Which again, is just totally crazy when you think about it. But all they had in mind was labour and you know workies and brickies and everything that, that that's who that van was for it was to get the country moving wasn't it instead of people knocking around in a morris man a van a transit van could come along and go twice as fast and carry six times as much the transit van revolutionized like manual labor and all that kind of work and bank robberies yeah and bank robberies so there's loads of blokes stopping over the heads and noses like mine in transit vans yeah well that's how you got your nose wasn't it no, absolutely not. Smooth, easy to drive, easy to park. Big body, big choice of bodies. Transit takes on anybody. Choose from over 1,000 variations. 18 different door combinations. Driver comfort, handles like a car. Right, last one is, you have to really pick it, is the Model C. We wouldn't be where we are now without it. Exactly. It was the most, it's known as the most influential car of the 20th century. It brought motor in to the masses inexpensively. That's the whole point of it. Overall, there's 16 and a half million sold. No. Overall, we think that was then. 
But back then, that's incredible. You know, it's up at the nineteen, the turn of the nineteen twenties, weren't it? Yeah. With, oh, it's worldwide, but it's, that's it's not even though that's incredible. Yeah. Um, you could only get it in black. That's that same as option two. You can have as long as any colour as long as it's black. Yeah. It was only in black from nineteen forty to nineteen twenty-five. And then what colour do you have it in? I'm not sure, mate. Wikipedia, <laughs> um, but the reason for that is do you think it brought down production costs? So you only use one colour, made it cheap. Yeah. yeah. And the whole point was to make a cheap car, wasn't it? So yeah. that's probably why that happened. Yeah. So you've got self model T, whether you like it or not, is one of the top that is maybe is, is the number one Ford. So that's the top five, but size got something to say to me. Go on, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think there is certainly a special mention. I think there is an 11th, the GT40. Um, and again, solely because of what it did in motorsport and what it did against Ferrari in Le Mans. And we've all seen the, the movie that was released recently. We've all seen that. But Ford brought that GT40 to Le Mans just to beat Ferrari. And they had not even half of the budget of Ferrari. They didn't have the budget. They didn't have the expertise. They didn't have the mechanics. They didn't have anything and that gt40 came in and wiped ferrari's backside and i'm not talking about the new one because the new one looks like skeletor it's horrible it's a horrible looking thing i don't like it but the original gt40 has got to be in your top four it just has to be just for everything that it did in motorsport and how it just made everyone stand up and take notice of ford um you know ferrari dominate motorsport and have done from the year dot they might come and go but ferrari are always there g ford just came in just went bang take that but ferrari didn't know why i did them done on the shoestring and absolutely annihilated them again incredibly rare they tried to reintroduce the old gt40 back in like 2006 2008 didn't really sell um you can't park them in car parks because they've kind of got this shield above the door, so you can't open the door in car parks and get out because you bang your head. They flopped, really, and again, the, the size of the engine and everything else. And then they designed the new GT40, and again, it most probably goes like stink, drives really well, but I don't like the looks. But the original GT40, just incredible, especially in that Gulf livery. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah I agree. Anything in a Gulf livery looks pretty good, but that looks, yeah. that looks really good. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Maybe we should have picked that. But we have done. That's our topic, 11, Fords. <laughs> um, do you agree with us? Let us know. We're on social media uh, at Tim and the Motor. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. Don't forget to subscribe as well, which is there. Or, yeah, it's there. The subscribe button is there. The next time we're back, we might have a little surprise for you. That's it for now. Please get in touch with social media. And we'll see you next week with a little surprise. See you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you.